I think they're there. Hello, hello. Ah, okay. Okay, everybody go lay down on the couch. <clears throat> I can't tag on this. Hashtag friends. What? Now you're friends. Oh, you're gonna start with that animal again? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Why? That's just like not really. He's not part of the program. He is. He's not. He's not part of the program. Well, he is now. Why? Why is the dog part of the program? Because he is always here. That's just not right. Oh. Why? Why are you here? We should go back to Vegas. <laughs> hey, everybody! Oh, we're back after a, a, a little hiatus from last week. We have our Instagram folks up there. What's up? Nobody's on. That's okay. And we have our Facebook uh, peeps here. I thought I could tag myself. And this is relationship day. Oh. Gizzy. Gizzy, go lay down. Come on, Giz. Last time I could add myself. Anyway. So last week we were off. Um, it was our son's, uh, it would have been our son's 20, 30, hmm. 32nd birthday. And uh, so we kind of took the uh, the weekend off to um, hang out with family and uh, just remembering yeah remember him remembering Richie and uh, his uh, humor and his his love of everything and um, it was a special day mm. it was really nice there's no drama I got my tattoo no my drama. Uh, I got my uh, my my fourth set of angel wings. She ripped me off, my God. It's like the time in the ADT guy. What? Fifth. Fifth. Fifth set of wings? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fifth set of wings. So I get angel wings for each year. On Richie's birthday, every 11th, uh, November 17th, I get a set of wings with the Roman numerals in between the wings down my spine. They were on social media because I'm not uh, bashful. And uh, so... You know, it was like the ADT guy that we had come here one time to uh, install the alarm in the house. He gets in. He doesn't tell us the price. He starts drilling holes in the wall, <laughs> mounts this big goddamn thing on there. And we thought it was, like, free. We thought it was, like, 100 bucks. And then he finishes, and it's like he says, um, he gives us the price. And it says, like, $3,000. Like, dude, what happened to the free offer? Oh, yeah, that's that's only for the for those other kinds of sensors. You guys don't have that house. It's like, shit, you spent all this time drilling holes in my walls and stuff, and then you tell me it's $3,000? It's kind of expensive. So anyway, so I got, the I got the tattoo on the back, and she didn't start carving me up, but I had to do it. And Barbara goes, I would have left. <laughs> I would have let some homeless guy do it. But I didn't. So, But I did get two tattoos. I got, um, I got my angel wings, and I got hope on my wrist. And that's my one word, and I want to thank Evan Carmichael for my time out in Toronto. He finally helped me, uh, his team, him and his team helped me find my one word, which is hope, because hope was one thing that I didn't have after we lost Richie, and now that's something that um, 
I provide to other parents each and every uh, every day. Yes, because hope is there. Yo, looks to come. I did. What do you <laughs> I was wondering how long it's going to take you. Holy shit. I am laughing so hard because we have this running joke that Barbara hasn't worn lipstick in uh, 40 years. I've I've known you since you were what? Yeah. 21? Yeah. 21 I've known you and she's never worn lipstick. And now today, what is this? Am I? Are you going on a date? I was just wondering how long it's going to take you to realize. (laughs) You're messing with me, huh? That's not fair. Really? <laughs> See, they don't get it out there. You have no idea what's going on because she never has lipstick on and now she's got these red lips and it's like, are you sick? <laughs> He's always asking me if I have a lipstick on today. You know, and it's like a it's like a joke between us because I never do wear <laughs> lipstick. She so. goes, no, but I don't have any lipstick on. It's like, where did you even find lipstick? I got it specially. Oh, you must have got it at work. They must have had a <laughs> Wow, that was really, that, that interrupted my patent. Now I don't even know what's going on anymore. I'm just like really obsessed with lips. See, I'm, I'm as a guy, I don't like, um, I don't think I, I think I like the taste of lipstick. No. So why, why, would, why do you wear lipstick if men don't like the taste of it? Oh, to draw them in. Probably. I don't know what they are. Trick is behind the lipstick, but yeah, it's it's not. I don't think that woman does it for man. They just do it for themselves to look better. But it's with factor, uh, the opposite sex, no? Yeah, I guess. Well, what's the point of it then? To look good. Oh, just oh, just for you. For you, oh, yeah. See, yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that. So anyway, so we're so happy to be here tonight. Um, but was we doing that? Well, yeah, we're doing that. Doing that, we have Jacks here. Our boys are here. We're ready to serve. If anybody's got any questions, we have nobody on Facebook. Put your name on the Facebook thing. We do have somebody on. On Nick is on. Hey Nick, what's up? How was your head? I've been meaning to, to ask you how your head was, because he had a concussion. You came to get his tattoo even with a concussion. Oh. So I hope you're feeling better, man. Well, I guess he is, cause he's, he's on. So. Uh, so anyway, so what, what what was happening this week for me? Um, anything that happened for you? I'm getting hot. <clears throat> for me? Mm-hmm. Um, everything happens for me. I still like my job. I have great friends in my job. Okay. And um, why'd you hit me? What? Did you hit my leg for some reason? I just said that I have a great job. Okay. I don't know if you were making me, you were doing a hint or something about it. And uh, what else? Things are good. Yeah. So. Nothing interesting happened? No. No. Okay, so I'll share a couple of interesting things that happened. That was so interesting things happened, but you can't, you know, talk about that what on is media. It? Were you the CIA? Were you working CIA? You can't talk about it on media. They don't know where you work. It doesn't matter. So she must be now. The lipstick makes more sense now. So you really don't work over there. You're a CIA operative. Now that is hot. I feel like a CIA operative or something. I like that. Do you? Yeah, that's. Oh wow! Yeah, Look, that's... I get attention. A little bit of lipstick. <laughs> and, <there's nothing laughs> and I to... and I get my back rubbed. 
Wow, that's it awesome. It has nothing to do with the lipstick. No, it's just the whole CIA secretive stuff that could be going on here. Hey, I'm a private person. I don't know if people know things about me. They don't pay well, do they, at the CIA? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got a check yet. <laughs> so, okay, so for me for this week, oh, let me share a couple of couple of good stories. Um, first one was um, uh, I was coaching a mom. She's been in prison. Her husband uh, was murdered um, a while back. And um, she hasn't had an opportunity to grieve. So I spent about an hour with her last week. And why are you looking at me? I don't have lipstick on. Jackie is listening to you. Jax is listening to me like he's really He's involved. in. He's, he's in. in. He's in. Okay, so you want to hear the story? <coughs> so this, this poor mom... Um, her husband was murdered, and she she lost it. You know, she went off the deep edge, and um, she hasn't had anybody to talk to. And a um, couple of couple of weeks later, she got uh, she ended up in jail. And um, so the other day, uh, she was talking, and uh, she really she broke down, and really had an emotional moment because. It was the first time she actually shared her story. Hi, Eva. Hi, Mike. She actually shared her story with anybody. And um, and I told her the most important thing about the grieving process was that it's all done on your own time. There's no, there's no law that says you have to grieve for a certain amount of time. And if anybody tells you otherwise, tell them they're full of shit and disconnect. What? Why do you keep hitting me on my back? We have some viewers. That's all right. Hey guys, she's got um, she's got lipstick on, so I'm I'm kind of distracted today with her lipstick. I think she's a CIA operative that she's going and you know doing covert operations somewhere. But we're gonna talk about that another time. So anyway, this mom just really broke down, and like I said, it was the first time she shared that, and it was she said it was such a release for her to let it go. So if anybody out there is suppression, suppressing any kind of emotions, let them out of your body. When we hold them in, it's very destructive, you know, for ourselves. And also, if you're a parent and you're teaching your, your children are watching you because they model us, and if you're suppressing your emotions around them, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to suppress their emotions as well. So the moral of the story is when you want to cry, when you want to be sad, be sad. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I know all the guys out there, we were raised to be strong and powerful and, and don't cry. Well, I hid, I held my shit in for a long time, for a year and a half, and uh, it hurts. But as soon as you open up and let yourself go, wow, it's a relief. Okay? So that was one story. And then the other day, I had two more. I'll share two more. So the other story was um, talking to this uh, my my uh, dad's group, and his dad was um, he's been in prison for seven years. He's twenty six years old, and he's a dad. He's got two children. And uh, so I like to start asking them like you know what was your childhood like, and he goes um, it was great, you know, for a while. I says well how so. And that's what coaches do. We, we, we ask question after question to nauseam. 
like I was asking Barbara about her lipstick. And uh, <laughs> so he wanted to say, he's like, yeah, we were, um, uh, my mom and I we were best friends. I didn't have a dad, so my mom and I were best friends. And I said, wow, that's, that's so cool because, you know, a lot of parents, a lot of parents strive to have, you know, their children as best friends. And it's like, cool, so, so what happened? You know, how did you end up here? He goes, well, it was great for a while. You know, um, we were doing all these things together, and the mom was just taking, you know, she was filling two roles. She was filling the role of the, the mom and the dad. So she was kind of enforcer or enabler. She wanted to be with the child and give him and make up for the dad not being in the picture. So it started out when he was about 12 years old or so, you know, them having a beer together. And then as time progressed, it started escalating. And it started escalating to the point where they were smoking weed together. So I said, well, how was that? He goes, well, it was great. We would have laughs and have a good time. And he was about 13 or 14 years old, he said. And um, I said, well, so how'd you end up here? He goes, well, it got to a point where my mom became my best friend in the world. And she was like my peer. She was just, she was no different than a kid in school. And I said, well, how did that work out for you? He goes, when it came time for her to try to teach me lessons about life, she goes, I ignored her. I didn't listen to her because I thought of her just as one of my friends. And I started making bad decisions. I got involved with the wrong people, crowd. the yeah. wrong crowd. And, you know, the story goes on. He ends up doing, you know, six or seven years, whatever it was, uh, in prison. So that's, you know, that's one of the, the downsides of, you know, when parents want to be their kids' best friends and befriend them. It's, you have to have serious boundaries. And as soon as you cross that line with any kind of alcohol or drugs, thinking you're cool, it's not. Because you're pushing that kid in a direction that they'll never come back from. So in my last story, um, I have two, but I want to be conscious of time. And um, let's talk about the strict, the strict parent one, which is a good one. So there's uh, another, another uh, young What's dad. What's a strict parent one? Like a tough love? No. Uh, well, yeah, tough love. So this. Um, That's stupid. Why? I don't know. What tough love? Why do you have to have a tough love? I don't believe. It. I think tough love is retarded. Sorry, that's, yeah, that's well, a bad that's use word to use. <laughs> it is. That's a bad word to use. But you know, so, so he grew up. Um, his mom had him, and then she sent him off to live with her sister somewhere. Mm. So at the get go, he felt abandoned, and then all of a sudden she came back into his life. And when she come back into his life, she ruled with an iron fist. She would not let him, you can't be out after school, no video games, no cell phone, wow. limited TV, you got to go to school, do X, Y, Z, because why? Because you're not going to end up how I ended up. And that's our, that's our ego taking over. She didn't want her kid to have to work three or four jobs in order to live a life. So he needed to do what he needed to do. So I said, well, how did that work out for you? He goes... He goes, he goes, it didn't. I said, well, yeah. how so? He goes, 
He goes, as soon as I turned 14, I went wild. I said, wow. So when somebody says wild, that's like, I want to hear more. So it's like, tell me more. So he got involved with drug dealing and cop chases and so on and so forth. And he ended up catching uh, charges for firearms and gun possession and a couple of other things that I want to mention here. And now he's doing, whatever I said, four or five years, whatever it was, in, in prison. So when you're a strict parent and you think there's that tough love because you want your child to do better than you, get it. We all want our children to do better, but there are ways to speak with them. There are ways to to listen to them, to hear them, and to teach them. Because I say discipline, the Latin word for discipline is teaching. And when we're trying to control our children, that's not teaching. And when they get to their teenage years, all they're looking for is to find some control of their own lives. And if you're trying to control them, guess what? You have a serious, serious problem. So that's it. Those are my two stories. I have a bunch of other ones. The guy, the other group that I had, uh, I have a violent unit. Um, and they, most of the time, they suck every ounce of energy out of me. And they did it again <laughs> this week. Last week, not so much. But this week, I left it. I was like, I felt like I, I felt, I was like, oh, my God. I felt like I roofed, like, the whole Boston. The city? The city. Mm. I was so tired. Remember I got home? And you go, what's up? I said, they just, they just took my, because I go in there with so much energy and so much life, and I feel like, like you know, it's just like I'm like a sponge. But it's okay, because they drop all this stuff. One guy talked, he hasn't talked in like eight weeks, and he let go. He goes, Richie, I'm going to share. And he shared, and it was like, it was so amazing, because it was, it was so therapeutic for him, because he's never told anybody these stories about his life and how he ended up in prison. And people don't understand how valuable, you know, support groups are because you're in a space that you're not being judged. It's important. It's important, right? It is, yeah. You know, remember we did ours? And it was yeah. just, it was so nice to be in a space where nobody's judging well, it's you. Just not, well, that's it. It's, it's nice to have someone there that just willing to listen, not to judge you, yeah. And not to judge you, not to say, oh, you should do X, Y, Z, not to rescue you, not to give you, you know, feedback, just to... Just to listen, and I think that's one thing that we fail to do as parents sometimes is we fail to to actually listen to our children. You know, they're they're always saying stuff, and we're our minds are going in a million different directions. So um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but I um, I see Laurie in line. Laurie, I just want to thank you for for the corgi sign. <laughs> My kids love that. Matthew and his girlfriend love that. They love that they can hang different things for different holidays. And uh, thank you for thinking of us because those dogs are absolutely beautiful. We love them. Um, uh, Miles got the same birthday as my oldest son, Richie, on November 17th. So it's very, he is very special too. And, um, Thank you so much. I meant to uh, write to you. I don't know if Richie did or not, but it's been uh, it's been a little bit crazy here between work and us getting ready to go see my mom back in Poland. So um, thank you. 
Thank you very much for thinking of me because that was a um, beautiful surprise. So Nick got a question. Awesome, Nick. Thank you. So what would you recommend for a, a godfather who has a rep of being a fun god dad and the parents are strict? Well, I guess... Well, you're not a parent, Nick, so be his friend. The parents can be strict. That's their job. Your job is just to make them, yeah, make him feel good. You know, just hang out with him. That's why I married you. Mm. He is so good. Yeah, Nick, I would agree 100%. <laughs> Your role in his life is to be the fun goddad, and the parents are gonna do what the parents are gonna do. Strict, no strict. You have boundaries. That's um, why they love us more than yeah, their parents. We, isn't it nice being the fun people? It's yeah. like yeah, and it's okay because it's. It's he'll have you, Nick, as a um, as a sounding board. And honestly, if they're that strict, he's gonna have rapport with you, and he's gonna come to you when he's got challenges, which is gonna be so amazing for him. And uh, you know, he's gonna look look to you for our guidance. Yeah. Unfortunately, and then maybe yeah. you can find some way. It's tough because he he may mm -hmm. tell you stuff that he's not gonna tell his parents. And one of those things, it's, it's going to put you in a maybe tricky situation as he gets older. I forgot how old he was. It could put you in a tricky situation where he could tell you something. You may feel like you're obligated to tell the parents. But on the other hand, if you break his trust, he'll never tell you anything again. So it's, you know, it's, it's something that you got to see how it, 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 it evolves. But I just say, like Barbara said, you're gonna be the cool, you're gonna be the cool guy in his life. Yeah, and that's okay. That's that's yeah. that's awesome being that's the cool a bonus. guy. That's a bonus. Yeah. So that's that's it on that one. Uh, what else? Anybody else have a question? Marie, hey Kim. Oh, hi Kim. How are you? Marie, hi Marie. Good to get together. Hi Janelle. Jax is here. He's on Barbara's <laughs> lap. He's staring at me because I I won't shut up. Um. What else? That's it. Um, good. You wanna anybody? Anybody have any more questions for us? We'll get to then the, the people's questions from uh, from emails. We'll do a few of these, and then I want to go through a couple of other children. Hi, Jax. He's staring at me like I'm a god. I know, right? You can't believe how good looking I am and how smart I am, <laughs> and you can't believe she has lipstick on. Is that why you were growling her today? <laughs> Oh, oh, this is wow. Somebody's really is awesome. Richie and Barbara, what is one secret you can give us about why your relationship works? We drink a lot. <laughs> no, only kidding. Uh, I'll let you take it first. I'm gonna actually write down what I'm gonna say so you don't think I'm copying her. Go ahead, you go. Why does our relationship work? Why we've been married for almost 30 years, been together for 35, 34, and I am only 31. Okay. <laughs> so go. I don't really know why our relationship works. We just love each other, and I, I guess love is unconditional. Um, don't get me wrong, it's not that we don't fight. We have fights. 
happens. And then we um, we talk to each other and uh, and find the good and the bad, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. So your answer but, um, is you don't really know. No, we have unconditional love. So unconditional love, it's that's how we stay with each other. Even when I w- even when I leave the dirty dishes on the top of the sink. Even when you suck, yeah. <laughs> See, that is unconditional love, people. Even when I suck, she loves me. So that's for anybody that wants to be married for a long time. Do that and get her a dog, a lap dog. You know, get your wife a lap dog. Well, you gotta go to Las Vegas for this. Yeah, kind. you gotta go to Las Vegas. Only Las Vegas. So, so mine was, mine was laugh. I'm holding up a piece of paper. We mine always was laugh. laugh. So. We always laugh no matter what. And if you can't laugh at yourself, each other, you know, laughing about a lipstick, she laugh about she laughed about my she called me my hat a Moroccan hat. You know, we're always laughing <laughs> at each said, other. I said with the Moroccan hat because it had like it had like levels. Look at it. it. Doesn't it does. look like a Moroccan. Yeah, Moroccan it's a Moroc- hat. It is a Moroccan hat. So so you have to laugh. You have to if you're with somebody, it, it, it you have to laugh. You have to be able to make fun of everything in your life. When when it's really shitty and bad, if you can't laugh with one another, you know it's it's hard to it's hard to cope with the with the uh, when the bad stuff comes up. You know because life is not about rainbows and unicorns. You know most people think it's, it's supposed to be. Some days it is. It depends on what what drug you're taking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So laughing, and for example, you know, what makes the what makes your partner happy? What what makes them what makes them? I do crazy stuff all the time. Like the last couple of days, I I make songs up, like off the, out of the blue. So we're going to Poland in a couple of weeks to visit our mom for Christmas, and uh, we're gonna be doing our shows from there. And I've been making Polish songs up. So today I was just singing Barbara one because I her mother loves when I sing the Polish songs to her. And I make one up like Tobalina. <laughs> that's a little, you know, it's nice, right? That's my old. That's an old one. It's an oldie but goodie. So what, what was today? What was I saying? I forgot it. What was it? Oh, Tohoji, Tohoji, right? Yeah. What does that mean again? Um, that's what it means. That's what it means. I was just no, singing a song about. That's what it means. She, she, you forgot Polish? No, I just don't know. I just have to think how to translate yes. that. It doesn't matter. So it's good. So I, I make Polish songs up, and that makes her laugh. That's right. That That's makes her laugh. That's and right. when re- things really get tough, when it's really in the heat, and I got to go deep for something to make her laugh, because making somebody laugh changes their state. So if somebody's suffering you know, from a loss or just sad and depressed, the way to get them out of it is to change their state. And you can change somebody's state like, like that, snap of a finger. So what I used to do, you know, with Barbara is I used to, um, simple. She'd be like sad and crying. And I'd walk up to her very nonchalantly <laughs> and lift my shirt up and tell her that she wants, me to feel, wants to feel my abs. And you people may not think that's funny because you may think I have abs. But the last person that saw my abs was my mom when she delivered me. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> so it makes her laugh. It changes her state. She can go from crying to laughing in a matter of that. Well, you can't help it. Right? But that's what if right. someday I lift my shirt up and I do have those friggas down there? 
then I will uh, probably drop dead when well, that no, happens. Well, you can you can wash your clothes on it just like in Poland. Wow. I can lay in the lake on a board. It's, yeah, you could just use my abs, and you can wash your clo- wash wash your clothes on my abs. I could do that. You know, that's something to strive for. Although I could rent myself out. I could like lay in the lake in Poland, and the people can wash their clothes on my abs. Wow, I'm sure there's a lot of those. <laughs> Isn't there like a light down? There's a light down by your mother's yeah. house. Yeah. Maybe we should see if we can get something going over there. I have to work. I can't. St- I, can't I have to stop eating. Why? Because I'm. You can't. If you want abs, you can't eat. Oh, you just wow. have to stop eating. No, we're gonna pass on abs. Okay, no abs. Okay, let's take a couple more questions because we have a lot of stuff to do today. You know, we have to go make a fire in the house. Okay, so this is a, a public service announcement for everybody out there. Uh, I don't know who else is on Instagram. Um, that if you have a fireplace in the house, please <laughs> do not. I repeat, do not go to bed and close the vent to the chimney. Yeah. Because, bad idea. Bad idea. Because I don't know anything. I, I'm from, I'm from like, Massachusetts. I'm from the United States. He's from Revere. I'm from, that's horrible. Hmm. Wow. He's from Revere. What's the matter with Revere? They, they don't know not to close the vents. So, she's from the, the, the mountains of Poland, so she knows all this stuff. She can build a fire with like, she can build a fire with a rock in my Moroccan hat. She can build a fire. <laughs> but I can't do that. So, I shut it because... What I was thinking is, like, I don't want to lose heat up the chimney. And it's like, it's all right if we die at night, but I don't want to lose heat. So I shut the vent, and then all of a sudden, at 2 o'clock in the morning, warning, 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 warning. What what was it saying? Carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide detected. Carbon monoxide detected. And and it was, you know, the ear-piercing sound of the carbon monoxide detectors was bad enough. But was worse was the dogs. The dogs, three of them, they were barking, and Jax was like, Jax. Jax was hiding. Jax was hiding, but Jax Herbie and Gizzy like barked so so much, and I, I turned the fans on. I ran outside with the smoke detect with the carbon monoxide. I took the hammer and I was smashing them, and I, no matter how hard I smashed them, it wouldn't shut up. It was bad. It was bad, but. I laid in bed and reflected upon the ADT that I mentioned earlier in our uh, in our show here. That so immediately I said to him, "Did you close the vents to the fireplace?" Yes, and I said, "Well, he almost killed us at the day before our son's birthday." Yeah, that was the sixteenth of November. That would have been that would have been shitty. Anyway, we didn't die. I finally shut those those carbon monoxide detectors off, and. Uh, we all went to bed, and the moral of the story is, check your batteries and your it's carbon important. monoxide detectors. It's so important. And, so helpful. And it's and they'll save your life. It saved our life. So going back to my original point at the beginning of the broadcast is that the ADT that they screwed us on their job, if we didn't have the ADT stuff, we wouldn't be here doing the show right now. Yeah. I right? swear, yeah. So it's very important. If so, you want a house, apartment, please make sure you have one. Yeah. Um, so that's that's amazing advice we're giving. We're saving people's lives right now. Yeah. Right? Okay. So let's. What else do we have? Here, take another one. I love you, Jax. Izzy's outside barking. Um. Okay. 
if you are disappointed in your preteen's behavior and you want them to know how you feel, but knowing it could escalate into an argument when you try to talk about it, would you try to get, thr get through to them by sending a text explaining your disappointment? Will things sink in a little bit more for them, allowing them some time to digest while having them get instantly defensive and argumentative? I want to have an open line of communication, but sometimes it's a struggle and we both end up getting frustrated. I really could use some help. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe in texts, text, but um, but the kids seems to deal better with uh, with the text today than you know talking to parents. So whatever works. And for me, I personally don't like anybody texting me. I never like my kids texting me. I love them call me, and I love to hear their voice, but. You know, I guess this is the world today. I agree. So w what I would say about that is that uh, I get this question a lot during the week. And I would say that, um, well, I usually tell parents that you cannot feel any emotions or of any kind of human interaction through a text. It is just so black and white. I don't care about the emojis and the little little semicolon with the, with the parentheses. You can't do it. Okay, and what I would tell this mom, which is a mom, I would tell this mom that um, if you want to have a conversation with your child, and maybe they did something messed up, exhibited poor behavior, the first thing you need to do before you approach them is check yourself, check your own emotions, check your own ego, and I say take 24. And what does that mean? Take 24 hours, not Xanax, glasses of wine shots of vodka take 24 hours and think about what they did and approach them down the line in a calm and adult and mature way and have a conversation about them and when you do have that conversation about them about their behavior allow them to solve the problems for themselves and I see so many parents you know we're gonna punish we're gonna discipline we talked about this at the beginning of the broadcast why don't you try something different? Say, hey, you know, you did X, Y, Z. Why don't you take, you know, a day or so, what do you need, a day or so to come up with a couple of solutions so we can avoid having this problem happen again? Because poor behavior in a child, all it is is a problem that it needs a solution. And when we give this choice to attention too, they look for attention. They look for attention too. But when we give this choice to our children, we allow them to come up with a solution that they're happy with, maybe we're happy with, and what do they learn? They learn problem-solving skills, they learn coping skills, they learn the stuff that they need to become a fully functioning adult that moves out of your house. Because isn't that what we all want? <laughs> right? No. You're moving out of our house, Jax. Send me back to Vegas. No, I'm only kidding. I'm going to let me. Here, take one more. No, we're going to send him to Vegas. We're going to send me to Vegas. I'll go to Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that's too long. Say bye-bye. Okay, no, we'll take this one. This is a relationship one. Uh, it's a juicy one. Yeah. So, the sex life for my wife and I could stand to be a lot better. It's not quite sexless. I've never heard that term, but it's close. So, here he goes. The emotional stack, I call it. So listen to this. 
the emotional stack, and then you get to overwhelm, and then you get to sadness, frustration, overwhelm. So work, kids, tired, etc., and generally not in the mood. So now he's overwhelmed. See, three. It's always three. So anytime, just a tip out there, anytime that you're going through some challenges in life, you always have at least three things that you bring into your drama. You know, oh my God, the guy cut me off. The girl charged me too much at the thing. I ordered something on Amazon. It was broke. And we'll bring all these things into a point where we get overwhelmed. And when we go to overwhelmed, you know what you need? You need to call me and I'll send you a picture of my abs. And then you'll be all set. <laughs> right? Okay. I digress. So I don't think this is a whole problem. You see, anytime we are lying in bed just relaxing, like me giving her a back rub, a scratch, and we're chatting, I inundate her every time with asking about when's the next time we're going to do it again. Wow, he's a romantic. Hey, baby, when's the next time we're going to do it again? When's the next time we're going to do it again? Come on, let's get it on. Let's get, let's get it on. <laughs> Are you serious? Dude, language. Okay, so he's almost begging for sex. Jax is just staring at me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not right, Jax. Like, for t like, if not tonight, how about tomorrow? And how about this, Saturday, etc., etc.? And there's been more than a few times we have planned to do it. And for whatever reason, it had to be put on hold for innocent reasons. And I got pissed off about it. So I have to take the pressure off. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't, That's TMI. That is too much information. And that's graphic. Yeah, that's graphic. I just got an image in my head of him taking the pressure off. And I'm like, ugh. And I said, buddy, do whatever you need to do. Maybe she needs time alone. So leave her alone. I've decided myself that I will not ask her about sex for a while. We'll date and have fun, back scratches, etc., with no strings attached. No, oh, good idea. But isn't that how it's supposed to be? Yeah, good idea. It's like, do I say, like, honey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> How's this back rub going? Aww. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's not like that. You know, you have to, in order to have a, have a loving relationship and have that intimacy, dude, you have to, you have to bring your A game. Remember... Remember the day you met her? What was your A-game like? Oh, maybe a dinner at the Capitol Grill, some roses, some chocolates, rose petals on the floor, a nice hot bath, a warm cooked meal, a glass of wine, some soft music. Let's get it on. Right? So what are you doing now? When are we going to do it? Again. When are we going to do it again? Next week? Next Saturday? That's not romantic. So you need to go back, stop, Close your eyes and remember what you did when you were first going out together. Remember that point in your life. Remember how passionate it was. Remember the romance. Because what happens is when we start having kids, we just get into this hamster wheel of life. We start taking each other for granted. And that's where you end up. You end up with two strangers laying in bed next to each other. And you're begging for sex. And she's really not interested because she's not feeling... She's tired. She's tired. And women are... Um, is, we're all emotionally based creatures. However, women are like a thousand X that men are. Men just like, you know, let's do it. Women want to be like schmoozed and romanced, right? 
Well, the worst thing is, it's like, you know, even if the woman doesn't work, is taking care of the kids, they're going to ask what you do all day. And I would say, why don't you take over for a week and do what I do all day? Then we can talk about it. But if you haven't done that, then you shouldn't be asking me what I did all day. I agree 100% love. And I got to say one thing. God really messed up. He should have gave men the, the power to breastfeed children. Have children. No, let's not get crazy now. No, you should have children. No, Everyone should have a one child. We're going to deliver it out of my ass. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. That is just no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm all right for boobies. That's and, you parents. know, and just take one out and, and feeding the child. And I think he messed up there, but that's not where we're going. I didn't know they talked about that. That's, that's neither here nor there. So what were we saying anyways? We were saying. I forgot. And men should breastfeed kids. Men should breastfeed kids. No, getting back to this guy. So, so you need to find a way. It's not to enough. What? It's not enough. What? What's not enough? Just to breastfeed kids. Well, that's not going to happen unless somebody mates with somebody that's got four breasts or something. I don't even know how that could even happen. But yeah, I, I still have my baby. So, so let's. Can we help this guy a little bit more? Yes. So, think back to what you did when you were first going out. And just model that same behavior. If you bought her a necklace, or you bought her a cubic zirconia, or you bought her flowers, whatever it was, you need to romance her, dude. You cannot just expect her to jump on her back and throw everything out there and want you. Come on and get me. No. After all day cleaning the house, taking care of the kids, cooking dinner for you, doing laundry, and um, making sure you're coming back to a perfect house. You think he's doing it? Huh? You think he's doing that? Who? This guy? What? He's not, well, he's not cleaning no house. I'm talking about her. Yeah. So, I think your plan, he's asking about his plan. I, so, I think your plan needs to be modified a little bit. I don't know if it's going to work, but I think you need to find romance. You know what she likes, so give her what she likes. Give her the romance that you gave her when you first got, got together. And that's it on that. I'm going to take one more thing. And I am a doorman for my dogs. That's okay. That's that's what we do. I let them out 80 times a day. Stretch again. Alexa, what time is it? too. He's so fresh. They're recording us, too. She's kind. No, she is kind. She said, enjoy your evening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't have a sex one, but it's all right. Uh, don't really know what to do. Obviously, I'm not okay with that. I feel a bit used. This is a guy. She's getting everything she needs from me. Oh, wow. This is like, this is like, this guy's really on himself here. He's really got a big ego but that's okay great sex emotional intimacy dates etc but she won't commit to me i'm not saying she has to but it really is getting quite hurtful because she keeps trying to get this out of me and i think it's pretty clear i have fallen for her so it's hard for me to want to stop i've told her i can't keep doing this if she sleeps with another man she said she has no plans on it but she won't agree to it 
She gets really quite hurtful and defensive if I bring it up again. I know she's been hurt in previous relationships, but starting to feel like this is really unfair to me. From what she said, she's totally er erratic, and honestly, she's thrown about a billion red flags my way. But now emotions are involved. I'm finding it really difficult to deal with the situation. I don't want her to believe, but I also can't care about it. Okay, I'm going to answer this question because I'm right in the middle of an awesome book called Attachment, and everybody should read it that wants to know more about finding dates and relationships. Get the book. It's called Attachment. Is so it time to go? What? For him. Yes, it's time to go it's for him. Time to go. So there were three yeah. types of attachments. That's what I say. There were three types of attachments. I'll give you like the the cliff notes of this book. Um, I propose. I we did it in my prison group. Actually, no, we're gonna do it next Tuesday in my prison groups, because um, they're trying to figure out things with their baby mamas and such. But that's another story in itself. So three types: anxious, avoidant, insecure. Mm -hmm. This shit right here. You know what this is? Secure. It's a circle. It's a circle. Circle of love. Jack's not in the circle of love. Yes, though. he is. He is. He's right in the middle. <laughs> yes, of course he is. So we have three types. So anxious. What is anxious? Anxious is somebody that's always looking for a connection, that's always worried about what the other person's doing, always wanting to hold hands, always wanting to be an intimate, always looking for that for that love. Okay? Insecure. Not insecure, because it can work. And then there's the avoidant one. And you guys, avoidant, it's simple. They do everything in their power to avoid any kind of commitment, any kind of um, emotional connection to you. So it's always, you know, you got, you got a husband or a wife that's always going out with the guys or always going out with the girls, don't want to commit to... A long-term relationship don't want to commit to you know getting married don't want to commit to having kids always holding you at arm's length always putting you down always talking about their uh, previous uh, relationships always comparing you to them those are avoidant people okay and if you need more help with this you can let me coach you on it <laughs> so I'm gonna just drop that in there What's up at RichieFryer.com if you need some help with that. So that's what it is. And we can change. So you can go from secure to avoidant if you're with the wrong person. And you can go from anxious to secure, anxious to avoidant. So it's constantly always changing. But if you want to find somebody that's secure, find somebody that's been in relationships for a long period of time. Those people know how it works. They're able to work with each other's emotions. They're not, um, they're not, what the word I want to use is, um, they trust each other. You know, I'm not worried about Barbara going out, even though she has lipstick on, going out and, you know, hunting for guys. And even me, when I have my wig on, you know, she's not worried about me going hunting out, for, hunting for women. Yeah, but you, we have, I always we, had a lot of male friends. Always. Both. I did. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm saying and, that. And there was never a question of any kind of insecurity from you part. Right, because I am secure. They were my friends. I am, I am secure. In and my... we allowed to have male friends. Right. So I am secure in my relationship with you. I could, when you were, were away for a month last summer, and I was away, you know, in the South of France, whatever it was, it was, 
I was surprised. I didn't worry about that. So I wasn't anxious. I didn't need to hold your hand. And we don't need to, you know, be on top of each other 24 by 7. So so getting back to this, I gave, gave you guys such value right here. Just talking about those three attachment things. So get the book. Uh, dude, uh, I'm sorry, but she is such an avoidant. You need to go find somebody that... Um, that you can bond with and you'll know that get the book attachment and read about it and then you can start there's a little test in there as well and then you can go find out which one that really you know you'll find the person you can connect to because you know them and we're speaking that from experience because we had a son who went through this where he was just simply used uh, she was avoidant for his yeah for his good heart and and he was very given he was anxious. And he was anxious, mm -hmm. and uh, it didn't work out. You know, I mean, it probably took a year and a half to realize that it's not going to work. And it's very sad for him because that's all he wanted to do. It's have a great relationship and be loved and love someone. But, you know, don't waste your time. Move yeah, on. move on. And, you, and if you get this book, you'll be able to spot these people in like a matter of seconds. Just by the language they use, because if you listen, as 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 human beings, we are so not trained to listen to other people's language. We just let it let it just you know pass us by. And when you start listening to the words people are saying, you can really tune into their real their motives. And we always say that it's always someone for everyone there. So if it's yeah. not this person, you know what I mean. Even if you go through a bad experience, that always going to be someone else. There's, there's somebody Please out there for everybody. Don't set it yourself for, yeah. um, you know, for someone that is just going to use you. But you yeah. know what? Anyway, it's it's like a learning experience that you're going to, you know, if it's going to turn out bad, you never, you're going to try, at least try not to put yourself in a situation like that again. Because mm -hmm. you're, you're already going to know what this is all about. So, you know, life, it's uh, its a learning progress all our life. And then uh, we die stupid anyway. And for lucky. <laughs> you, can't, you can't learn everything. You, yeah, you can't learn everything. But but the point of the point of it is to keep on trying. You know, if you're with somebody that's avoidant, you know they're avoidant. And you're just going to say, you're going to cut your losses. Life is too short to be with somebody that you're not supposed to be with. Okay? And find somebody that's... That's secure, and even find somebody that's anxious, and you guys will, will, will figure it out. And so, so that's about it. What time? Yeah. Alexa, what time is it? We got like five minutes. Barbara's got to put on more lipstick. Um, so, Thanksgiving is coming up <sighs> Thursday. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I've been so busy with my content creation and create my new masterclass for moms that. I totally forgot to make our reservations for Thanksgiving dinner. And then my poor mom, who I love so much, got a colonoscopy today. And she's going to be cooking our emergency Thanksgiving dinner this Thursday. Thank you, Mom. I'm going to yeah. call you soon. Love you. Um, what else? Uh, Remember this Thanksgiving, what you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And also uh, uh, be kind to other people. Yeah. Um, smile. Even if they don't want to smile back. And um, choose love over hate. Yeah. Yeah. And
then my two cents is understand the other person's world. If you're if you're in the vicinity, don't judge because you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, so you know, I talked to this mom today that she was so upset about you know some of the challenges she had today, and um, I said, well, you know what? Sometimes it's you don't know what the other person is going through. It's like when we lost Richie, it was like I was I was so angry and. And I didn't know what I was doing half the time. And then people would approach me and I would just snap at them and attack them. But what I learned from that is that somebody coming at me, somebody with a, in a bad mood is maybe they just got diagnosed with a disease. Maybe they lost their parent. Maybe they, they've got this, you know, cancer diagnosis. They lost their job. Whatever it is. Or maybe they're just angry people. Maybe they're just angry people. But the point of the matter is, is that if we under if we try to take a minute and stop and understand somebody else's world, maybe we're in their path to help them in some kind of way. Okay, so so that's it. So be grateful. We're trying to raise money. I'm just finishing up our Facebook uh, authorization so we can get a donation page there and get that going. But we're trying to raise like three thousand dollars or so to build another classroom in Poland because we're going in a couple of weeks. For Richie in the in the school for disabled children, and uh, that that helps them tremendously. They all have their own personal classrooms, and the rest of the money that we get, we're gonna we're gonna um, take it and use it to buy uh, Christmas presents for kids that uh, the parents can't afford it. So yes, you can go on Richie's website, richiepriorfoundation.org. You can go to my website, richiepriorcom You can find it there, here, on Facebook. You can find it, and um, that's about it. And for any parents out there, you can get my new book. I've sold, I've given away, I think, almost 150 copies of this. It's doing better than my Warriors of Life book. <laughs> but you can get that at richiepryor.com. That's for parents that are struggling with raising kids and they need some help. It's a free book. Download it. And um, we're going to a Thanksgiving parade tomorrow in Plymouth. I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to go hang out. Oh, the weather is great. doesn't matter. Either way, yeah. it's going to be a good time. And uh, we're going to have Turkey Day Thursday, and we're going to be here next Friday. We're going to be cleaning up uh, Toby's. So we're going to be hanging out in here tomorrow, next Friday. So thank you guys all. We love you so much. Thank you for listening to us rants. And I, we hope you learned something today. Right? Yes. Yeah. I love you, Marie. I love you guys. Thank you see. so much. Kim, Marie, Bye. Laurie, you know, Thank you guys so much for watching. Nick, I love you, man. Give me a call when you get a chance. Want to just check in on your uh, red bulbs? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love you, Nick. Okay, guys. Thank you. Until next week. That's relationshifting. Bye.